Hi, welcome to Fueled by Grace. I'm Mark Shiver and uh, appreciate you listening to the podcast or watching the video on YouTube. I lately have felt God saying we need to prioritize. What does that mean? Well, it's not a message on works and you need to fast more or go to church more or read your Bible more, but we need to prioritize what is important in your life. I'll tell you what is important if you don't know what should be important. And this may sound like, uh, you know, a works message. And if it is, so be it. We need to prioritize the things of God because we're living in a day and age that is serious. Uh, not that other people might not have been able to say the same thing. I remember my grandmother, she lived to be 96, I think. And when I was a kid, she was like, well, Jesus is coming back any day now. You know, things were so bad. You could uh, read in the Bible, the apostle Paul, he, he thought Jesus was coming back pretty soon. And so every generation looks at the signs of their times and they believe that the Lord is coming back. And I believe that we are in that position today. And therefore, we need to prioritize what's important. Telling people about God's love should be at the top of our lists. And I just feel that strongly. We need to prioritize the things of God. We need to be praying for people we work with, praying for family members that don't know the Lord and asking God for boldness to share the good news. And it, part of the problem is a lot of us don't know the good news because all we hear about in church is how to change your behavior, how to try to get your, your flesh in line, how to quit sinning, you know, how to be a good Christian and all of this stuff. It, it's not changing the world at all in, well, I can't say that. There are a lot of people doing good work. I, I will say that. And a lot of these churches, they're growing, got thousands of people going to their churches and they must be doing something that is, you know, effective. But think about how much more effective we're gonna need to be, how we don't see the gifts of the spirit right now. There's a whole uh, segment of the Trinity, as it were, that we're ignoring. And that's the Holy Spirit. We don't have the power of the spirit being demonstrated in most of our churches. I think we're going to need that. It's time to prioritize. It's time that we share the truth of the gospel. Now, this sounds like a blatant segue into me asking you to share this. And maybe it is. I don't know. Don't mean it to be. But listen, you can just copy the link to Fueled by Grace and send it via text or email to anybody. You can paste it on your Facebook and say, this is something you might enjoy listening to. It's that simple. And here's why we need to do that. And I'm asking you to do it. Somebody said to me the other day, you know, Mark, I had a situation come up and it was interesting because I thought back to something I remembered that you said in one of your podcasts and it helped me through. And boy, you know, that made me feel good that somebody had remembered something I said and that it helped them. You and I don't know the effect or the impact that we're going to have on someone else's life when we simply share the good news of the gospel with them. So this is a blatant ask. Please share Fueled by Grace. Copy the link, paste it into a text or an email, put it on your uh 
your your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, whatever. There's share buttons all over the place. If you're on Apple Podcast, you can share. If you're on Amazon Podcast or Spotify, any of these, you can share easily. But I'm telling you that it's important, not so Mark Shiver gets a lot of numbers. Numbers are irrelevant. It's important because we need to prioritize the things of God because we are living in a day and age where people's lives are under attack. I've seen this more and more than I have seen in a long, long time, maybe ever. I feel like that in many different ways, people, and that's, I know that sounds so canned and so super spiritual and so churchy. Well, we're under attack. But you know, folks, we do have an enemy. And, and, and Paul said, you know, we're fighting principalities and powers. Not this world, but principalities and powers. You know, and we need weapons, the armor of God and all of that, pulling down principalities and powers in high places. This is not a game. Lives are at stake. And I, I know that you know this. And I know it, but it's time that we kind of kicked each other in the old, you know where, and said, brother, sister, we need to prioritize. We need to let people know that God loves them. I'm telling you that this whole continuation of the church being mired in the way that it works now is not the way that it's going to need to work when things get real in this world. And I'm telling you, they are going to get real. They're getting real. People's lives are under attack. I know so many people who are fighting cancer, and I'm sick of it. Folks, we need the power of God. There's so many people are dying of cancer. So many people are fighting cancer and other sicknesses. And, and we as believers have to have something to hold out to our friends and family members and say, we can make a difference. We have a God in heaven that can uh, heal you. And, you know, we can't promise that God will heal them miraculously. He might not. He might let them go on to be with him in heaven. But if, if that family member is not born again, we can certainly help them so that their loved one will know that they will be able to see them again, that they'll be able to step into the other reality, the other realm, the kingdom of heaven that Jesus talked about. Folks, this is not a game. We need to prioritize. Life is at stake. Life or death. Joshua was so faithful to Moses. Uh, if you read in the uh, early part of the Old Testament, Here's Moses just leading the, the nation of Israel and doing all these miraculous things. And here's this guy, Joshua, just hanging around, just hanging around. Moses would go into the temple. And where's Joshua? He's just hanging around watching. You know, Moses would climb up on the mountain and meet with God. Where's Joshua? He's kind of just hanging around watching. And he was prioritizing the things of God. And well, by default, who was going to take his place? The only person that prioritized the things of God, Joshua. So Moses dies and Joshua takes over leading the nation of Israel. 
And he tells the people, choose this day who you're going to serve. Are you going to choose life or death? Are you going to choose God or not? And I just, I had not intended to talk about this at all. But the Holy Spirit just, when I turned on the microphone, prioritize. That's what came into my mind very clearly, very strongly. I felt like this is what God wanted me to share with you. And so that's why I'm doing it. And I want you to listen. I hope that there's a, a power and anointing, a presence of God on these words, that you will take them seriously. And when you lay down tonight, you'll think, prioritize. I need to be prioritizing the things of God. I need to be thinking about God. I need to be thinking about uh, not works and not um performance, but I need to be thinking that God loves me. I need to be prioritizing the love of God. I need to be sharing the truth of the gospel with people around me. I need to be praying for them. Look, you might not be in a situation at your job where you can tell people, hey, God loves you. Did you know that? Um, that's fine. You can pray for people. You can pray, Lord, you know, my coworker Betty here, you know, she's going through some things. And God, I can't really talk about you here at work. But God, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will get in Betty's life. May she see you, Lord. May she see the hand of God. Lord, help her. God, I just pray that you'd help her. You can do that. You can absolutely do that. Uh, God, you know that my friend here that I work with, uh, uh, Michael, Lord, you know that his son broke his leg playing baseball. Lord, I just pray for Michael. And God, use this time that uh, Michael can can be strong and that that you would heal his little boy's leg. But God, most importantly, help Michael to have faith in you and to trust you during this time. God, make yourself real to Michael and to his little boy. You can do that. See how easy that is? It's called prayer. We need to do it. We need to prioritize. You see, the things of God are different than the things of this world. And I want to share with you that we need to be setting as a priority God's ways, not our ways. And God's ways are so different, so far apart from the ways that you and I think are normal, that sometimes it's scary and sometimes it's weird. But God is saying very clearly, listen. We need to prioritize the things of God. God's ways are not like man's ways. As far as the heavens are above the earth, God's ways are higher than man's ways. God said his new covenant of grace, it would not be like the covenant that he made with Israel when he brought them out of Egypt. God put the law in place. And what does the law do? It's the strength of sin, the Apostle Paul said. And so when we are under the law, or when Israel was under the law, the law revealed sin and became the strength of sin. Grace came by Jesus. See, you have to understand, the ways of God are not our ways. The Bible says he didn't know any sin. He became sin for us. So he received the penalty for sin and he was there on the cross. And as he paid for our sins, 
suddenly we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. That's crazy, isn't it? Wait, don't we have to do something? No. We have to believe. Yes, okay, we do. We have to believe. We have to receive. We have to prioritize. We must prioritize by receiving the gift of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord for you and for me. What does it mean? It means, first of all, we need to understand the gospel, that God's ways are not our ways, that God has set so far above us and our natural minds his way, his plan, the mystery. Uh, the Bible talks many places about the mystery of Christ. You know, uh, what does it mean? The Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. What does that even mean? Well, here we are with an opportunity as people to, to either live under great shame and separation from God, or we can live in union with God by his Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that wonderful? You and I can have unbroken fellowship with God 24 hours a day. Nothing separating us from God. Uh, wait a minute now, Mark. You know, if you sin, you know, you get separated from God. And, and 1 John 1, 9 says, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, you know, my preacher said, we got to do that. Got to do that every day. Uh, got to get ourselves right with God. You got to confess your sin to have fellowship with God reestablished. This is one of the most incredibly wrong teachings that is in the body of Christ. Because it's that's not what that verse means. It's a verse, first of all, not even talking to believers, but your fellowship with God is not broken when you make a mistake, when you sin. Look, folks, there are so many sins that you and I commit in the course of a day that we can't keep up with them all. And there's no way that we can confess them all. I always ask, what if you forget? What if you miss one? Do you, have un, do you have broken fellowship with God forever? If you forget to confess one or, or, or you just miss, folks, come on. We've got to stop demeaning the work of God. We've got to stop diminishing the work of God. You hear, oh, this is, this is God speaking to someone. We've got to stop diminishing the work of God. And when you... Uh, as a preacher, as a minister, stand before a crowd and 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 begin to preach, uh, or if you as a person begin to to share with someone, or even thinking that you can add anything to the work of God, you're diminishing what God did, and it's wrong, and it's and it's 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 offensive. And I don't care if you've been going to the same church for 25 years. And if your grandparents went there and your parents went there, and this is the way that we've always learned and taught, folks, it's time to prioritize the truth, the truth of the gospel, that God was in Christ, reconciling the whole world to himself, not counting man's sins against him anymore. This is what you need to prioritize, what I need to prioritize, the truth of the gospel, that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself, not counting our sins against us anymore. 
He's made us new creations. When was the last time you were taught that in church, that you're a new creation and that that new creation does not sin? That new heart that God put inside of you doesn't sin, can't sin, will never be separated from God. These are the things we need to prioritize and think about because these are the things that will change our lives. As we focus on these things, the things of this world have less appeal. And so if you're trying to get people to change their behavior, get them to change what they're thinking about, not thinking about works and performance and how they can please God more, but thinking about how God is pleased with them, so pleased that he loved them so much that he gave his only son to die for them. Prioritize the goodness of God. Prioritize the love of God. Prioritize the power and forgiveness and grace of God. Look, this is a word that came out of nowhere. I've got notes. I can show them to you. Had something completely different planned. But the Holy Spirit said, Mark, prioritize. Tell them to prioritize. And I'm saying for you tonight, that's what we need to do. What do we need to prioritize? I'll say it one more time for this episode. We need to prioritize the truth of the gospel, that God loves you, loves you completely. He loves you fiercely. He loves you uncontrollably. He loves you so much that he gave his only son to die for you. And that if you would begin to think on these things, it will change your life. And as you do that, and as you share with others that God loves them, it will change their lives. And we will begin to see real change happen in our communities. So I'm leaving you with a homework assignment. Prioritize the goodness of God. Don't let uh, this image of a judgmental, hateful God who's out to seek, you know, revenge or, or justice or retribution. Think on a loving, kind, heavenly father. Well, you know, God, God is not, you know, tolerant of sin and these things, Mark. You know, you can't just have this, you know, gushy, lovey-dovey God. Prioritize what God did. He hates sin so much that he gave his only son to die for you and me so that we could be delivered from it. That doesn't sound like a weak God to me. Prioritize, folks, this week that God loves you, that God cares enough about you that he gave his son to die for you. And we're going to talk more about the goodness and love of God and his grace. But I want to leave you with the challenge that if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, please share this episode with your friends and your family and let them know that God loves them. Write them a sticky note and stick it on their desk. God loves you. Just wanted you to know. Folks, we need to prioritize the love of God. We are living in an hour and an age where things are uh, evil, just seems to be unrestrained in places. And so we need to take the restraints off uh, the goodness of God and the love of God and begin to share the love of God and prioritize the goodness and the love of God with everyone we know, starting with ourselves. Thank you so very much for listening to Fueled by Grace. 
We're watching Fueled by Grace. And until next time, please remember that God loves you very, very much. <laughs>